This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. I asked the member for Shushwap to lead this house in prayer. That's it right there. Lead the House in prayer. That is Speaker of the Legislature, Daryl Plekis. And when the legislature is in session, that is how he begins the proceedings every day with an invitation to prayer. Not necessarily one particular religion. It is non-denominational. So the person can say whatever they want, but it's the issue of prayer that has the BC Humanist Association calling on members of the public to write to their MLA. They say this practice is outdated and doesn't reflect uh, society's values in 2019. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples of this as well. Here, here's one of the kinds of prayers that they are objecting to. Most gracious God, we humbly beseech thee to behold with thy blessing our country and the peoples of the Commonwealth. We pray especially for this province, for the Lieutenant Governor, and for the Legislative Assembly at this time assembled, that all things may be so ordered and settled by their endeavors upon the best and surest foundations, that peace and happiness, truth and justice, religion and piety may be established among us for all generations. Amen. Now I can't unhear the fact that that person said Lieutenant Governor and not Lieutenant Governor, like one of our callers pointed out earlier. Yeah, that was a faux pas. Uh, But also, do you have an issue with the way that was phrased? Well, just before the show started today, I had a chance to speak to Ian Bushfield. He's the executive director of the BC Humanist Association, and he talked to us about why they are looking to get rid of these prayers. Well, Ian, thanks so much for joining us today to talk about this. No problem. Thanks for having me on. What is it that the humanists are looking for here? We're asking MLAs, members of our legislature, to consider changing the rules. Right now, they begin every day sitting with a prayer given by a different MLA, and we think that it's time for reform. It's 2019. These don't really reflect the diversity and secularity of British Columbia. But a lot of them are non-denominational, right? They're not all of a religion. We're about to release a thorough analysis of 15 years worth of these prayers. And it's fascinating because it's really hard to suss out what is a religious prayer and which aren't. We see a lot of use of the word God, a lot of deities are thrown around. We can't necessarily say those are Christian prayers, but when we can identify the religion, it's usually a Christian prayer. They talk about Jesus, they talk about Lords. And a majority of the prayers that are being said, an overwhelming majority, are religious in some way. They refer to a deity. And for a growing number of British Columbians who don't believe in a god, it's isolating right. to have that used. But is there, I guess my question, is there spirituality attached to these in? If, if, if there's no specific religion in some of these, is it just a general uh, thanks, you know, a thanksgiving, a grateful prayer? Some of them are. Some encourage legislators to think about their duties. Others go in a weird direction. We found a few random ones like MLA Kevin Kruger from Kamloops back in the day used a couple of his prayers to hope that the Health Employees Union or the BCTF in two different cases would come to the, quote, right decision on a contract negotiation that was coming up. Another MLA, Norm Letnick, at one point thanked Canadians for a shipbuilding contract. And so some weird partisan things come up in these as well, which I think most MLAs would assume cross the line. But is it harmful? If it's just something that makes people feel good at the beginning of the workday, like, is it harmful? We think it's a, not a, the best use of time. I think there's better ways that we could be more inclusive as a country or as a province. 
And for some people in that chamber, MLAs themselves have told us, we don't appreciate this practice. We want to see it reformed or changed. You said you've tracked them for 15 years or so. Yeah, so videos are online and we've managed to look at those. I'm wondering if you noticed any change during that 15 years. Like, was there a difference, say, in the last five years versus 15 years ago? Yeah, we're going to have a lot of that data in our report when it comes out. But one of the ones I wanted to talk about right now, actually, and thanks for bringing that up without prompting, is... (laughs) Didn't realize I was. In the 2005 to 2009 legislature, when it... the we have stayed a little bit older than that, but then it was almost all BC Liberals, so it's a bit biased. That was a very dominant <laughs> yeah. BC Liberal chamber, yes. But in 2005 to 2009, 55% of members gave a prayer. Different ones stood up. In Since the 2017 election, only 27% have stood up. So it's fewer and fewer voices are actually wanting to use this. So even among MLAs themselves, right. fewer want to exercise this right. If that's the case, then why not just let it die a natural death? If, if, if that's the way things are going, it's clearly gla- gradually going to get that way anyway. Maybe we're just trying to rush the process at this point. Right. I guess my problem with this is, Ian, is that I think sometimes people just derive comfort from it. Do you know what I mean? Like, And if they get up and say a few words and that makes them feel comforted, then, then what's wrong with that? I think there's room for conversation about reform and different ways to make it more inclusive and reflective. I know we have a government that's very committed in words to reconciliation, perhaps looking at a territorial acknowledgement and reflection mm-hmm. might be a good opportunity. There's other ways we can do this that doesn't necessarily divide us along religious lines, but maybe calls us all to think about or calls all legislators to think about their duty to the province. Let's hear one of these. Let's hear one of the um, more non-denominational, you know, quote-unquote prayers. I remind each and every one of us of the responsibility we have to celebrate our diversity. We can fulfill our responsibility to be of service to our citizens of many faiths, cultures, sexualities, and genders. Let us renew our obligation to meet that expectation with a new commitment to break down the walls that divide us, to speak of tolerance, acceptance, and respect. Okay, that's an example of of one of the, you know, quote-unquote prayers that happen now. What's the problem with that? I think it still comes from a place that is steeped in what we've called Christian supremacy. The idea of starting an event with a prayer is not universal to all cultures and all humanity. And so we're kind of shoehorning values that I share. I don't disagree with any words that we're saying that are said in that speech. But the practice itself is still preferential seeing a certain worldview that's been dominant in this country and province and that doesn't reflect the diversity that exists historically or even now. But as you acknowledge yourself, it's changing regardless, right? Like it's it's going the way of, as we say, the dodo bird. Well, then I think it's up to MLAs to have the conversation about how can we reform this? So instead of calling it a prayer, maybe it's a reflection or a moment to look, an invocation is what other places have used. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Like that, I seem like I can get behind. Uh, is that what has happened elsewhere? We know that in the 1970s, when the Parti Québécois was first elected in Quebec during the Silent Revolution, one of the first things they did was actually end the process of prayers there, and they replaced it with a moment of reflection. So it's been a silent reflection since then. Yeah, but then. they still have a cross that hangs in the National they, Assembly. They did take that down a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, just recently. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's a bit hypocritical to quote Quebec on that one. Like, I'm not disagreeing yeah, with you there. Yeah. Uh, So changing, you think, what it's called might be more helpful. It would definitely be a step forward. 
Right. Okay. So you can't, it can't be forced to be done through the courts, right? Because this is a legislative assembly. It's outside of kind of the court's purview. It's most likely true. Yeah. Uh, the Supreme Court of Canada has never ruled on this question in the Saguenay question debate, which was about municipal prayers. They said, we're not going to really touch the parliament question because it's not before us. There are some Ontario Court of Appeal rulings that say parliamentary privilege does cover it, but there's one or two justices who've said maybe it's worth inquiring a bit more into that. Okay. So then you're just hoping that by uh, having a letter writing campaign, that that might just bring attention to this? Yeah. And we think given the fact that three quarters of MLAs in the current legislature aren't doing the prayers, that the majority is already on side with reforming this to be a more useful practice for MLAs. All right. So then if people are listening to this, Ian, and think, yeah, I could get on board with that, and I'm sure some people are, uh, where can they get more information? And go to our website at bchumanist.ca slash endprayers, and there you can use the form letter to either send the default template or you can edit it if you don't agree with our exact arguments. All right. Thank you very much. No problem. As Ian Bushfield, the executive director of the BC Humanist Association.